Welcome. You are listening to Boundaries and Bridges, where we are navigating conflict without getting in and without giving up. I'm your host, Amy Armstrong, along with featured guests. And our commitment to you is unscripted, lively discussion with leaders who can help us all understand and implement ways to navigate conflict. Today, I welcome Megan Melby Browning, a former client, a dear friend, and a senior manager at a medical supply company. Megan has done so much work in change management, and I'm very excited to introduce her to you all today and really hear her perspective on conflict in the workplace. So Megan, welcome. Thanks, Amy. It's great to be here with you today. Thank you. I'm really tickled that you're here. Yes. So Megan, talk to us about better ways of navigating conflict. What is needed in the workplace and what do you see on a daily basis? Hmm. That's a great question. I would say um, one of the things that we work with our leaders on um, is uh, a performance coaching model and we start with regulate. Um, so I think a lot of times when we experience conflict, um, there's neuroscience that helps us understand what happens. So we um, have two parts of our brain, the primitive brain that is um, really wired to keep us from being eaten by saber-toothed tigers. Uh -huh. That is the fight, flight, or freeze part of our brain. And then we have the um, prefrontal cortex, which allows us to be in our higher level of thinking, and it helps us to be resourceful, creative, collaborative, and really at our best self. So, and so, so let me get this straight. I love talking about the nervous system and the brain, and you're saying that as a change agent, you're really paying attention to these two parts of the brain and what, yes. how they work or don't work together? Yes, yes, that's the first step because that's okay. um, oftentimes unconscious. So we don't realize that we've been, um, we call it an, an amygdala hijack. That's the part of the brain that is the gatekeeper between our primitive thinking and our prefrontal cortex. So mm -hmm. your body interprets a threat and our bodies are really great at assessing what a threat is and trying to protect us from it. And we've evolved a lot, but still we handle a threat the same way as we did when we thought maybe it was a saber tooth tiger. So if we're in a mm -hmm. meeting and someone- yeah, Those threats feel real. They right. feel like right. we're physically being attacked. Right, and wow. we can't control that. That's part of our um, unconscious. So we find ourselves um, in a situation where we are in our primitive thinking. We call that our red zone. And it's not, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't mean you're good or bad. It means you're human. And so the first step in the process is to regulate, to realize that we are going to be um, in our red zone at times when we our brain perceives something as a threat. And a lot of that has to do with our history, um, the way that we prefer to um, uh, engage with conflict. And that is really not up to us. So the stimulus that causes us to shift into our red zone, we don't really control that. Wait, can we stop there for just a second, Megan? Because what I'm hearing is such a non-judgmental tone to what you're saying. You're right. saying if we're human, this is going to happen. We cannot control it. So it sounds like there's really no reason to beat ourselves up when we find ourselves in what you're calling a red zone, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And how does how does this how do you help people in 
you know, when you're when you're managing people, how do you bring that non-judgmental approach to what you're seeing when conflict erupts at work? So it's the first step in our performance coaching model. It's step number one. It's not optional. It's a requirement for you to be an effective wow. leader. You get to first regulate. And so you might already be regulated and you might check in and be like, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm in my green zone. I'm at my best self. I can access creativity and curiosity and I can be at my best. And so I'm good. But you have to stop and assess. Am I uh, am I regulated? So does and that mean regulated emotionally? I would say um, emotionally, um, also physically. This is something oh. I've been talking with my leaders about recently is I have leaders that say, I haven't eaten today and I'm fine, but that's actually not possible because when we don't eat, our body releases um, stress hormones to give us signals, eat, eat, to protect us from starving because we still have that wiring in us. And then we are um, in our red zone because of the the uh, stress hormones that are in our body. We so we might not even know it. Some of these leaders exactly. that you coach may not even feel like they're you know that they have to follow the same rules as every other human right we have to take care of ourselves in a way that makes sense for our physical body in order to stay in our green zone which i think i heard you say leads to creativity innovation did i hear that correctly yes Yes. And I think that's a good point because it's not always, am I angry? When you regulate, it's not always, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm super angry and wanting to fight, but um, am I able to access my highest level of thinking and my very best? So and, maybe they're at risk right. by not being at their best and they're trying to power through, right? I've, I've seen lots of people think, and, and, you know, maybe make comments that they're just going to power through. Right. And they may not even realize that they're at risk um, for not being at their best and not being their best um, team player, maybe not being at their best creatively. Right. Right. Wow. And with the challenges that we have um, in the, the business uh the business place these days, the, the workplace, um, especially if we're in a, um, a publicly traded company, um, we need to be profitable, we need to be um, efficient, and we need to be productive. And we need to um, get the most amount um, that we can out of the least amount of resources. So, so, the, so the best use of resources means that we're going to maximize our people, maximize the way that we really the expectations that we set for how we can be at our best. Right. Right. And so if we're not, if we're not dialed into our highest level of thinking, which there's actually neuroscience that shows when we're in our red zone, our IQ drops by at least 50%. What? So we're half as intelligent as we um, <laughs> potential to be when we're in our red zone. And we could be in, at least in our pink zone, maybe not red zone. <laughs> that up. If we have not eaten wow. and we're not fueled and we're not feeding our brain and our organs that are, are honoring our body by helping us be alive. And so if we don't address that first and regulate, we're not going to be able to do the rest and perform at our best and help others perform at their best. So that's the first step is regulate. 
And then the second step uh, is relate. So once you're regulated, you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and you can hold space for them without making it about you so that you can demonstrate empathy and understand what might be happening for this individual that I'm interacting with that um, might be nothing about me and how can I relate to their experience so that I can be more helpful. If we can't relate to them and we just jump to an assumption of what we think is happening, then we miss out on the opportunity to connect and really get to the heart of what's happening. And so we have to be regulated before we're able to relate. And so that's the second. That is so solid the way you're simplifying it for us. That regulation is both emotions, it's it's physical, it's our thoughts. Right. And once we regulate, once we're breathing well, once we've taken care of our needs, then we're going to be able to maximize relationships. So, Megan, I know one part of your job really is overseeing employee engagement. How do you see this play out like on a daily basis? I, I, you probably had someone in your office this week that was struggling. Yeah, I think that it's it's such an interesting time um, in our workforce right now. And um, I, I like to follow the work of Gartner, which is a mm-hmm. company that does a lot of research on, on the workplace. And they just released a study um, that kind of talks about the themes that, that they're noticing across, I believe it was over 9,000 employees that they interviewed. And it's, it's a difficult time right now because we're expecting a lot out of people and we need mm-hmm. for them to be engaged. And also with the remote environment that we're living in, it's hard for people to feel connected to the work, to their teams. And so um, I think engagement is is critical and it requires for someone to care, for someone to take the time to check in and see not just um, manage performance and correct it, but to help Um, amplify the things and reinforce the things that are really going well so that you feel Mm -hmm. seen as an employee. So employee engagement depends on these types of interactions where they're getting feedback about what's going well. They're much more likely to engage when they know that there's going to be some kudos, some positive reinforcements, some maybe upbeat parts of the conversation. Absolutely. And 80% of um, development and growth is around um, consequences. And a lot of times when we hear the word consequence, Mm -hmm. we think of a negative consequence, but they're both negative and positive consequences. So a negative consequence is appropriate when we want someone to stop doing something, but when we want someone to continue doing something or to um, start doing something, we need to think about a positive consequence, which that's how humans are wired. If there's a positive consequence, then they're going to do it. So I think engagement is really about having someone that's your leader that understands what motivates you and how to set an appropriate consequence to get you to bring your best self to work, to get you to engage fully in the work that you're doing so that you feel seen and you're not guessing. So without that positive consequence, you might not know that 
when you ask questions in a meeting and um, challenge the status quo, that that's actually a positive thing because that's helping us avoid risk. And so if you've done that multiple times and you've gotten some interesting looks from your colleagues, <laughs> Um, you might come up with a negative fantasy and think, oh, no one cares. I should stop talking. And so you might stop doing that. So we need leaders to observe the behaviors and catch people doing things right and shine a light on that and say, mm -hmm. when you did that, it helped our team avoid a risk and kept us on track. I just, in the minute or so that we have left, I just want to really step into what you're saying, that it's the leader that can set the environment so that right. the employee will know that there are going to be good things coming in the interaction, which is certainly going to help them address conflict because right. they're going to have a lot more trust that the interactions are not going to lead to, to some kind of negative consequence, but rather the leader has their back and is looking to keep the environment feeling uh, much, you know, the, the kind of in, in a positive manner that's going to help people continue to engage. Am I get is that am I getting that right? That yep. Yeah. Yep. Because yeah. Um, culture. Candor is important. And so sometimes I think when we talk about psychological safety to show up as your authentic self and, and challenge things, um, people think that that's maybe just all rainbows and butterflies. But oh, it's no. difficult. <laughs> well, thank you. And having mm -hmm the um, support from your leader to challenge when necessary and to um, feel like you can learn, you can ask questions, you can grow and getting that reinforcement from your leader and that direction of here's what we need to see from you. And when you show up like this, here's how it helps is critical for engagement and making people feel like conflict is not a negative thing. Conflict is just identifying what our differences are and if we have a diverse workforce, we're going to have conflict. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for all your insight today. As we sign off, is there just one thing that has surprised you as you've worked over the years in change management and executive leadership that has really surprised you? I would say that just helping people understand the regulate piece has been very powerful. Very good. And if we can if we can work on that and within ourselves then we have so much more ability to access our highest level of thinking and handle conflict in a way that um is healthy for sure oh megan it's just beautiful i have so many questions i'm definitely going to have you back we're going to continue and i just thank you so much for being here and giving our listeners so much insight about really what's going on in ourselves and making sure that we remember to regulate and then yeah. late. Thank yeah. you, Megan. Thank you, Amy. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.